Good morning, Harvest. Wow, do I ever like that new song, Turning Graves into Gardens. Ah, it's powerful. I hope it spoke to you as much as it spoke to me this morning. We're on part five of our series, Standing Firm on Shaky Ground. I hope that you'll appreciate our backdrop this morning. We're just in such a beautiful spot and really a meditative spot because that's what the word is about this morning. We're talking uh, from Psalm 27. We've been doing a verse by verse study. David made in Psalm 27, he made seven unshakable statements, declarations of faith. Today I wanna talk to you about having an overflowing heart. Matthew was clear and Jesus told and he recorded that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We've been talking about making faith declarations, but in order to have strong faith declarations, our heart needs to be full of God's word. And when our heart is full of God's word, there will be an abundance. And what we're gonna see in that overflowing abundant heart, God speaks to us. I wanna talk to you today about God speaking to us. Our declarations so far, I will live strong. I will love the house of God. Last week, Christina killed it. She just crushed it, did such a great job with, I will hold my head high. And as as we're sitting here this morning, we're gonna learn how to hear God's voice and maybe that's something that you're already well versed in, or maybe that's new for you. Either way, we can either get better at it, or we can find and discover that God wants to speak to each of us this morning. I just like to pray. Uh, Father, we just ask right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, your desire is to speak to hearts, speak to our minds, speak to our emotions. Lord, in this time where we need a clear word from the Lord, Lord, thank you that you are speaking, and we would have ears to hear what you're saying. Help us to understand what David taught us in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. I will have an overflowing heart. Well, I thought of a story of a prophet in the Old Testament. His name was Elijah. And Elijah was going through some some real difficulties. And it just came down to, he, he just, I need to hear from God. And if you've been around anybody that's been serving the Lord for any time, you've probably heard them say, I'm waiting on the Lord, or I I need a word from the Lord. When God speaks to us, it just cuts through all of the confusion, all of the commotion. Something happens when God just speaks, you know, in our heart. It's not an audible voice that we hear with our ear, but it's a a sense of God just cutting through everything. And that's what was happening to Elijah. And uh, Elijah had gone into a cave and he just began to pray and say, God, I need to hear from you. And the Lord answered him. He said, go out and stand before me on the mountain. And Elijah stood there, and the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. Can you imagine that? What kind of a windstorm blows rocks loose? It's interesting. The Lord was not in, he was not in the wind. Was it? He had nothing to do with that wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. The Lord wasn't in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. And the Lord wasn't in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. And the Lord began to speak to Elijah. Now, it's not that God whispers. What we're going to learn today is there are so many voices trying to get our attention right now. I have to literally tune out uh, CNN and uh, I kind of tune in, listen to the prime minister for a few moments because he speaks every day or uh, Doug, Premier Doug Ford. But quite honestly, it is wearing on me. 
so many voices, YouTube voices, conspiracy voices, voices that this is a, some kind of a ploy of, 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 of Bill Gates taking over the world. Oh my gosh, there are so many voices and they're loud voices. And we just have to get into that place. Lord, I need to hear from you. What are you saying right now? And, and Elijah heard a, loud, a lot of voices and they were loud voices. I mean, wind voices that broke rocks loose. There were some pretty compelling voices in that activity. But God spoke to him in a whisper. Our Psalm 27 verse this week is uh, verse 7 and 8. And it's David's response to needing an answer. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. David needed some answers. He was going through a difficult time. As we've been walking through these declarations, there's the reality we can relate to David because we go through difficult times. There's times where like, can, can there be a voice that makes sense? Can there be a voice that could bring comfort and rest to me right now? Lord, are you hearing me when I pray? That's kind of David's sentiment. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, this is so good. David is saying, I, I heard your invitation, Lord. It's not David coming with a prayer list. It's not David coming with his, all his things that he needs from God, although there's nothing wrong with that. But what this is, is an invitation from the Lord. My heart, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. So there are those moments that we recognize and realize, not only do we need to hear from God, God is waiting to speak to us. He wants desperately to speak to us. He wants us to know that He cares about us so deeply. My greatest desire as your pastor that you would have a response like David had, where David said, my heart hears you. I'm coming, Lord. You might be thinking, well, what would, what would the Lord say to me? And how would I hear him? Well, really hearing God begins in our heart. And in that innermost place, or some people call it, really it's the place of the imagination, where we just get real quiet and we just listen inside. And that's where God loves to speak to us. And you might say, well, what would God say to me? I'd be afraid that God would be calling me out all the time. Here's the great thing that Jesus died on the cross for our sin. He took care of sin. God's not interested in sin. He took care of that. He's interested in you. He wants to lean into your heart today so that you can hear him. Every single moment you are thinking of me. David wrote this about God's thoughts toward him. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Every thought, every thought that God has, he's cherishing you not angry at you, not disappointed with you, not hoping you can do better. He's cherishing you with every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me. Think about it now, God. What does God desire for you? Your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. That God has great thoughts about us. God has great plans for us. When I awake each morning, you're still with me. What an incredible verse. It just helps us understand that God has just we can't even count, like the, the sand and the seashore. We cannot even count uh, how many thoughts God has, and they are amazing thoughts towards us. Wonderful thoughts, thoughts that God wants to speak into your heart. Now, 
I need you just to understand that when we get quiet before the Lord, we're going to practice this in just a minute, that, that there are other voices, other thoughts in our head that we've got to kind of filter out and siphon out and, and, and just understand which is which. And so the first one is, is the voice of the world. And, and Paul said in Romans chapter 12, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, how you think. Then you will learn to know God's will, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And so what we're talking about, all these great plans, all these great thoughts, but the world, the world has a voice. The world has a way. The world says you should do it this way or you should do it that way. And, and so we want to be careful that we kind of filter out the voice of the world, the voice of your past. All of us have a past that we have regrets about. We have, we just wish that that past wasn't there, but that's the great thing about being a Christ follower is he removes our past, the Bible says, and God doesn't even remember our past. And he wants to set you free from your past, but our past and the things that have happened to us, the things we've done, things that have been done to us. And Paul taught us this, that we should cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now that's God's thoughts toward you. God, God knows things about you, but not the bad things, not your past thing. God's, God knows about your future. God knows what he wants to speak into your heart. And that's contrary to what our past is saying about us and what our past is, is, is dictating. And so we need to literally, it goes on, bring every thought into captivity, the obedience of Christ. And sometimes we just have to say, thoughts, stop. Those are my thoughts for my past. That's not God's thoughts for me. You might hear thoughts of, you're never gonna amount to much, but you've gotta respond, no, I have a destiny and a future that's rich in God. You're gonna fail because you always fail. You have failed so many times. Why are you even trying to do this again? No, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I always get hurt in relationships. Why should I even bother trying a new relationship with anybody or even with God? No, God made me to thrive relationally. That's how we have to pull down and take captive those thoughts that are the voices from our past. This is the voice of the enemy. Yes, the devil's real. Demonic power is real. And it wants to kill us and destroy us and, 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 and just wreak havoc in our lives. Jesus himself was attacked by Satan in the wilderness. And the Bible says that after Satan was done, he wasn't done. He waited for an opportune time. He waited until another moment he could come in. And you know, when we're having difficulties and we're having weak moments, those are gonna be the moments where Satan is going to try to attack. He's going to try to come against us. We just need to be aware that that could be a voice as well. There's the voice of the judge. <laughs> the judge, Judge Judy? No. <laughs> the judge in her head. The judge of the enemy. The judge of the law. There are people that judge you. They have a limited knowledge of you. They have a limited experience of you. No one knows you perfectly. Not even your spouse knows you perfectly. And we tend to, we just tend to judge one another and based on the information we have, and I'm sure you've experienced it, and I've experienced that, where somebody has been in my head and judged me and you have to remove those voices as well. And, and the judge of your own self, judging yourself too harshly, you're gonna have to deal with that voice as well. I will have an overflowing heart. I'm gonna have a heart that has abundance. I'm gonna have a heart where I meet with God. And that's where it really, really begins. 
if you've been kind of putting scripture in your heart, I'm really pleased about that. But it's not just reading the Bible and stuffing knowledge into your heart. It's learning to, to sit down with the Word of God and realize that on those pages are God's thoughts. And then as we begin to reflect, that we begin to actually hear the voice of God inside in our heart. Now, in order to do that practically, what, what I do is just find a comfortable place to sit down, uh, come out to a place like this, this is just amazing, where it's just quiet. It's just quieter than kind of the chaos of our lives. And, and you need to quieten your heart and your mind. I have a mind that races. And maybe you've been frustrated where you've tried to pray and you've tried to come into this place with the Lord, but you've just found that your mind is all over the place. What I do is bring a pad with me. And if I actually have an important thought, and usually I think all the thoughts are important, I write them down and then I can get back to them later. And, uh, so, and you'll just learn how you'll do that less and less as you do record. And you kind of convince yourself, yeah, I'll get back to these things. Don't bring your phone. If you're using your phone for worship, make sure you're just really diligent because it's too easy to scroll through and get all of the clamor and of, in your heart and in your mind. Learn to sit before the Lord. See, what does that mean? Well, where you actually, when you sit down, you realize that you're sitting with Jesus. He's already there. Remember, he's waiting for you. My heart has said, I'm coming, Lord. You're coming into the presence of God. You're coming into a place that you are going uh, to, to hear him. And, and so as that's happening, King David, the Bible says, went in and he sat before the Lord and he prayed. He sat before the Lord and then he prayed. He realized he was coming into presence of Jesus himself. 2 Samuel 7, verse 18. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in Him. Practice filtering out the voices. Practice learning to sit quietly. We're gonna do this in just a moment, where we kind of just sit down, and we're gonna let 30 seconds go by. I'm gonna walk you through an exercise to help you sit quietly before the Lord. A couple of weeks ago, Brittany Brink did uh, a Devo Friday, and she talked about what it means to wait on the Lord. It was so awesome. You can go back and see that if you wanna listen to it again. It just was that good to take notes and kinda get an idea of what it means to wait on the Lord. We're gonna try it, we're gonna practice it here together today. But what she pointed out was that waiting on the Lord is not like standing in the queue. It's not putting in time until. Waiting on the Lord is coming in and just sitting in his presence, understanding he's already waiting for us. It's our heart that's responding and saying, Lord, I'm coming. Understanding that I'm coming to hear about your thoughts. I'm coming to hear about your plans. I'm coming to hear about what you think about me, these loving thoughts that outnumber the sand of the seashore. And, and so we wanna try that right now. What I'd like you to do is just in your own home and wherever you are right now, just, just make sure if it's possible, if the kids are making some sounds or noises, it might not be possible right now, but for however it's possible for you, and maybe you can try this later, but the format would be just to kind of come and get quiet, have your pad, and you can write down thoughts that are kind of crowding out. But I'd like you to imagine yourself uh, in a place that I'm sitting in right now. And I do this all the time when, when I'm praying. I just kind of close my eyes and I have a happy place. 
I have a place that uh, is just really comforting for me. It's usually a meadow with long grass and, and running water. I love the sound of water. I love uh, taking pictures of water. It's just something about water that's so peaceful and calm. I, I wonder if that isn't why Jesus did so much teaching by the water. It's just the sound of the waves. And so just close your eyes right now and just hear some of these sounds that we're, we're a part of today. And just kind of put yourself not where you are, but in your imagination, put yourself into that comforting place, that place that you picture as being just awesome for you. Because what I want you to do is be able to go back there time and again. And if you're not used to doing this in prayer, then I'm really excited for you today that you could do this. Just my, right now as your eyes are closed and you're just imagining yourself in a, a spot like this. It's a beautiful pathway and the sun's just getting kind of lower and sound of the water and you just kind of put yourself there and you begin to realize that in this moment Jesus is with me and he wants to speak to me and I'd like you to actually picture how you would see Jesus I, I, I have different ways that I kind of imagine him or think about him and as he kind of steps into the frame of, of your imagination right now and he's sitting down He's sitting here with us right now. He's sitting down with you. What I'd like to do is we're just gonna count down 30 seconds and I'd like you to listen and imagine what he might say to you right now. Just gone through the motions. I'm sorry when I just sang another song. Take me back to where we started. When I opened up my heart to you, I'm sorry when I've come. With my agenda, I'm sorry When I forgot that you're enough So take me back to where we started I open up my heart 
I love this exercise, and I've done it many times in different different kind of contexts. I don't know that I've ever done it on a Sunday morning sitting on a stump on the St. Lawrence River, but I'm so glad we've had this opportunity. And I hope, my prayer has been that in that little brief moment, a thought came into your heart. And you can tell voices. If that thought said, I love you, I remember doing this exercise with five-year-olds. I was a day school principal. I was with a kindergarten class. And I asked them all to close their eyes. And I asked them in prayer, because uh, kids are so awesome. Their imaginations are so active. And I said, I want you to imagine Jesus talking to you right now. And I paused, not for 30, that's a long time for a five-year-old. But I, I paused just for a number of moments. And I said, everybody open their eyes. There was about 20 kids in the room. And I said, did anybody hear anything? Almost every hand went up in the room. And I picked a few. One little girl said, I heard Jesus say, I love you. <laughs> I began to weep because I realized that that five-year-old little girl had heard the voice of God in her heart say, I love you. Think about it. The voice, not, not reading it, that's awesome. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so is incredible. But Jesus loves me, this I know, because I heard him say it in my heart, in the secret place of my heart. That's powerful. So it could be as simple as that, or something reassuring to you today. I hope you'll practice this. This isn't a once done. I hope that you'll begin to make this a part of having an abundant heart. This is where it starts, hearing God in your heart. One of our greatest desires at Harvest is that people would meet God and know Him. You see, you can know God. Yes, you can know God. And as we've talked today, just you can begin knowing Him in your heart. Begin hearing all of these great things that God wants to speak in your life. The Bible says we're all born separated from God. Sin, going our own way, has separated us. But today, you can take the step toward God. He'll receive you. The Bible says, whoever says, yes, Lord, I want to come, God says yes to. He answers yes every time. If you're here today and you've come into our stream and maybe this is a little bit different for you or you've never thought about having a relationship with God himself, Jesus, I'd like to introduce you to him today. I would love to lead you in a short prayer that would begin your life, your relationship with Jesus right now, would give you eternal life. Not only life today, but life after we leave this life and go to heaven. And you can be certain that you would have an eternity with Jesus himself. A simple prayer like this. Would you pray it after me? Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you're inviting me today to have relationship with you. Yes, Lord, I am coming. Forgive my sin. I'm so excited to start my life with you. Amen. If you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you've been born again and that God's Spirit is living in you and you can expect to begin hearing Him speak to you. Harvest, I just pray that you'll have an amazing week. I know that this time uh, that we're facing is long. It seems to be getting longer, but I just pray and I continue to pray that you will hear him. You'll hear his voice through all of the other voices, no matter how loud they would be, and you'll be able to declare, I will have an overflowing heart. God bless you.